The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Mark. Jesus entered the synagogue, and a man was there who had a withered hand. And they watched him to see whether he would heal him on the Sabbath, so that they might accuse him. And he said to the man who had the withered hand, Come here. And he said to them, Is it lawful on the Sabbath to do good or to do harm, to save life or to kill? But they were silent. And he looked around at them with anger, grieved at their hardness of heart, and said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and his hand was restored. The Pharisees went out and immediately held counsel with the Herodians against him how to destroy him. The Gospel of the Lord. So again today, just to start with the literal sense, and uh, sometimes I find it helpful as well to look at the other accounts in the Gospels uh, to see if there's any extra details that some of the other evangelists uh, give us regarding this scene. And so there is a few extra details that we can also look at when considering this. But in the literal sense, where it's kind of situated chronologically is on this same journey that the Lord is making back from Jerusalem uh, up to Galilee. And so this is in one of the towns where he would have uh, rested on the Sabbath, where he would have kind of taken his repose so that he could go to the synagogue. And so the Lord enters the synagogue, and in the synagogue there's a man with a withered hand. And so whether or not he was put there by the Pharisees as a trap, or whether he happened to be there because he was hoping that the Lord might look at him, all of the Pharisees are still standing around in that constant activity of watching the Lord as we saw yesterday, watching him in order to catch him. And so the Lord, knowing this, knowing what's in their hearts and knowing the malice that is there, but also in his mercy for the man who is suffering with the withered hand, he decides to heal this man and also then to use this healing as a teaching and as an appeal in, a hope, in the hope of opening up their hearts. And so he turns to, he speaks first to the man with the withered hand, and he says, come here, or in some translations it says, come and stand in the middle. Come and stand in the middle. And so one of the church fathers and other commentators say that in a spiritual sense, this represents the call to a life of virtue, not to be in the extremes of vice, but to be in the middle way of the life of virtue. And so in a certain sense, this exterior healing can represent the process of healing from sin as well. One of the other church fathers points out, and he makes a reference to Adam and Eve, and he says, just as they stretched out their hands towards that which was forbidden and then died, so this man, in a certain sense, represents humanity in a fallen state in the state of original sin, this withered hand, the withering of our nature, the death of spiritual life within us. And so what the Lord has come to do is to restore that. And he restores this man through obedience to his word in opposition to Adam and Eve who fell from God because of disobedience 
to his word. And so the Lord speaks to this man who has the withered hand and commands him to stretch out his hand. And in obedience, he does, and he is restored and healed because he obeys God's word. And so then what you have is witnessing this are these Pharisees. And again, it is sad. We are saddened as the Lord is. And he is even, it says, pushed to anger. He looks around at them with anger because of this obstinacy that they have in their hearts that they can witness something that is simply an act of love and they can become angered by it and desire to kill the Lord. And again, we look at all the irony that surrounds them. They accuse the Lord of working on the Sabbath, laboring, and yet all he has done is spoken these few words of love. He didn't do anything else exteriorly. And so they would have to acknowledge that this power to heal comes from within him in order to accuse him of the one who did the healing. And so if he has this power to heal, they have to reconsider who they're dealing with, but they don't. His act of healing is as simple as speaking, showing that he has this same power of God who is able to create by his word The Lord shows here that he is able to restore and heal by his word. They have all the signs in their midst that God is here with them, but they refuse to acknowledge them. In some of the other accounts, the Lord also asks them if any of them have, he gives them the example, if any of you have an animal that falls into a ditch, will you not get that animal out of the ditch? Imagine the effort and the labor that is put into something like that. If you've ever tried to get an animal, especially a farm animal, to do anything, it requires so much effort. And so imagine trying to pull an animal out of a ditch, and yet they accuse the Lord of simply speaking, and that that is labor. And then the last thing that we see today in the gospel is the, uh, the tragedy of the union that begins to be formed with those who hate Jesus. They begin to bound themselves together, not in love, but in a shared hatred. And so the Pharisees go out and they held counsel with the Herodians. These were normally in opposition to each other. The Herodians working for Herod and civil authority and the Pharisees working in the temple. And all of a sudden now they are working together, not in an act of charity, but in this shared hatred. They begin to bond because of negativity instead of the love that they should. And so what we see here in the gospel today is this beautiful image of how the Lord desires to restore and heal us, the true work of the Sabbath, the work of God to heal us and to restore us like this man whose hand is restored. He calls us to rejoice in the healing that we receive from him, but also to enter into that obedience to his word and to respond to that call to live the life of virtue and to come into the middle, to come into the midst and to leave behind all of the hardened of heart and follow Christ who is meek and humble of heart. Amen.